During the first four years of the 1920s, Winnipeg suffered from a recession, which settled over most of the nations that fought in World War I. Grain prices collapsed when government-supported grain marketing ended. This led to a decline in the number of farms as farmers walked away from their land and joined the unemployed in Winnipeg. The city had a large population of returned soldiers at this time, and many had difficulty finding work. Although the city and province provided a relief system, it was limited as to the amount paid and length of time it was available. Some men didn't rejoin their families when they returned from the war, and deserted mothers were often left to support their children alone. When laws changed toward the end of the previous decade, the number of divorces increased exponentially. Before 1918, divorce required an act of parliament to pass. But, following the law changes, local courts in Western Canadian provinces could instead grant a divorce. This resulted in Manitoba's divorce rate jumping from the previous one or two each year to around 100. Consumer culture also grew throughout the 1920s. Industry began concentrating on such things as home appliances and cars. Henry Ford paid factory workers $5 a day so they could afford to buy Model Ts, and General Motors constantly introduced new models to encourage consumers to update their cars. The number of cars in Winnipeg grew during the 1920s, and some new measures were introduced to deal with the increased volume of traffic. One new development was what was known as the Crosstown Highway, which connected St. Fatal to the North End. Even though it doesn't go by this name anymore, you probably know this highway well. It starts at Salter, then becomes Isabel, then Balmoral, then Colony, then Memorial, and then Osborne. Later on, as it expanded, it became Dunkirk and Dakota as well. People began borrowing to buy consumer goods, which created a growing personal debt load. Advertising targeted women, encouraging them to buy beauty products. Movies and their stars exercised a great influence, teaching movie fans how to smoke and kiss, and contributed to defining standards of feminine beauty and masculinity at that time. Prohibition had been adopted during the war, but in the 1920s, it was slowly dismantled. In 1921, the Manitoba Moderation League was established, arguing that moderation in drinking could be achieved without strict prohibition. A sizable majority voted to eliminate prohibition in a 1923 referendum, leading to the establishment of the Manitoba Liquor Commission. As a result of the 1919 general strike, the labor movement was gaining steam. The liberal government of T.C. Norris was reduced to a minority in the 1920 election. In 1921, strike organizer J.S. Woodsworth was elected to the House of Commons as an independent Labour MP for the Winnipeg Centre riding, and was repeatedly re-elected in the newly created riding of Winnipeg North Centre. 
He would go on to become leader of the Cooperative Commonwealth Federation, which was the precursor to the new Democratic Party. Two more Manitoba provincial elections in 1922 and 1927 reduced the Liberal Party to seven seats and established John Bracken and his Progressive Party with a comfortable majority. Bracken departed from the old party system and led a progressive government that eventually absorbed the Liberal Party. As the recession came to an end in 1924 and 1925, Development resumed, though the stock market crash of 1929 and the subsequent Great Depression were just over the horizon, to Winnipeggers, the future looked bright. Because Radio is produced by the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with 93.7 CJNU-FM. If you'd like to listen to previous episodes or subscribe to our podcast, please visit becauseradio.org.